0: I'm Carla, and this is Flowful Meets, a podcast that gives a platform to all wonderful people, projects, organizations, and enterprises out there that contribute in whatever way to a better world. We talk about how easy it is to contribute to a change, but we don't sugarcoat the challenges you have to face. On Flowful Meets, people share how to learn from mistakes and how they keep motivated.
1: Hello, early morning sunshine Shining in through the shutters of my window Well, I'm glad I can see you again It's been a long time, my very old friend We'll sit and talk for a while
0: Today, Floful meets Lauren Workman We call her Ren An inspiring woman who is very active in environmental education and youth empowerment. We talk with her about the importance of diversity, equality and the need to provide opportunities to everyone to be part of the big change. REN devotes her free time to two different organizations that are focusing on youth empowerment and environmental education. A few years ago, Lawrence started to work for the Environmental Studies Summer Youth Institute an environmental studies program of her college that focuses on the interdisciplinary nature of environmental issues and the complexity of potential solutions. That sounds a little theoretical and maybe a little stiff, but it is actually an amazing practical approach, but we we'll talk about that later. Wren also is active in working for the Fresh Air Fund, an independent, not-for-profit agency founded in 1877, Ren's family joined the host family program of that organization, even before her birth. And of course, that influenced Ren a lot. Each summer, she now supports the summer camping program of the Fresh Air Fund. Both programs, the host family program and the summer camping program, are aiming to allow children that live in low-income communities in New York City to have the opportunity to play and laugh and make new friends, and enjoy the simple pleasures of life away from the cities. But for FOREN all started with the U.O. Bryan Youth Leadership Program, which is a program that aims to inspire and develop our global community of youth and volunteers to a life that is dedicated to leadership, service, and innovation.
2: It sounds very cliche and um, corny, but the three days did change my life. Before then, I I didn't really know like what I wanted to do, and I was good student but not a great student and I you know I just had like different priorities I was a 16 year old of course I had a lot of things going on but those three days which are just filled with positivity and cheering and excitement and hugs and just all sorts of, of ways to make you feel like you're an important person and make you feel like you can do good in the world that inspired me to do so many things the first step was that I applied to college early and left my high school and left that small closed-minded place, and now I'm in Vietnam. So my first introduction to youth empowerment, which has become my overall passion and the thing that I spend most of my time on, was the Hugh O'Brien Youth Leadership Organization. It is a program for sophomores in high school, so when I was 16 I was selected to attend, and it's a weekend full of youth empowerment, community service, and team building that just really inspires people to be the best version of themselves that they can be and to make change in their communities. And so that was my introduction to it and I still volunteer for them every year. And I am now involved in a diversity initiative for that organization. So that's where it all started and it's kind of snowballed into what I do now, which is um, working with two primary organizations um, on getting involved with youth and getting them involved in their communities.
0: Ren comes from a farm town in upstate New York where she grew up being outside pretty much all day. This got her interested in nature, and so she decided to study environmental studies and cultural anthropology. Through her parents, who were part of the host family program, she came in touch with the Fresh Air Fund, and every year she supports the organization's summer camping program.
2: So those camps serve as the primary way that students are able to go outside of the city and become connected with their environment and become connected with the people that they're able to work with as well. So the goal is to give these students who are from low income backgrounds and families to have an opportunity to get outside of the city and see what it's like to be in the Fresh Air, hence the name, the Fresh Air Fund, and to be able to communicate and um, learn about a bunch of other people too, because for those camps, we hire 500 staff members from all around the world. So these kids get to meet people from all over the place and hear their accents and hear about their culture. and it's It's so much fun to see, um, because the kids love it, and they really have never got that kind of experience before. And they're welcome to come back a second summer, a third summer. They can do it once a year if they would like, and it's a free summer camp for all of the kids who come. So that's the most important part, is that it's for a very particular group of people. And so that's one aspect of the program, is the camps, and then the second is Um, having host families, so it's called the Friendly Towns Program, and my family was a part of it when I grew up. So for 13 years, we hosted a child from New York City in our home in upstate New York, and he's now my brother. Um, I've known him since I was born because he started being with my family before I was even born. And so this idea is to allow these lower income students to come and be with a family too, to not just get the camping experience but to also see what a family lives like and is what they do day to day because what I do day to day, what what I did as a child growing up being outside and doing all these different things is very, very different from a child who's from a low income family within the city. We still might have the same interests and hobbies, but they, they manifest in a different way just because of the environments that we grew up in. So having this post family program allows for a lot of cultural exchange and also for these children to see the passion that we all have being from a rural area, um, being really connected to our environment and our natural surroundings.
0: Both the host family program and the summer camps accompanied Ren through her youth and influenced her values and life decisions a lot. She now has a clear vision how she wants to be part of the big change.
2: The overall vision for these programs and for myself are to give youth the opportunity to be all that they can be and to truly believe that their small actions can make real change in the world, the reason that this is needed is just because it's it's not entirely there yet. Kids don't have a lot of support growing up um, in many parts of the world, and they don't have the idea that their small things matter because they're just kids. We constantly say, "Oh, they're just kids; they can't do anything." But that's not true. We need to tell them that they're people, and that the kid can do a lot. The world is in a really tough place right now and has been for a long time in terms of politics that's going on in terms of corruption and many different things that are happening and change only happens for people who are able to have any sort of confidence that that's able to happen and so in my opinion starting with children is the most important part because they're going to be the future of what happens in our government, and our societies, in all these different things. So if we're able to tell them at a very young age that they're able to make change and that they're able to do anything productive within their community, I think that that's the first start because you start to develop at such a young age these ideas of confidence in yourself and confidence in the ability to make change and to do anything productive. And if you're told at a very young age that nothing's going to change, that's what you'll believe, and that's what you'll believe for your lifetime. And the importance of it comes from, unfortunately, a lack of that. Children are constantly being told that they're doing the wrong thing or that what they're doing won't amount to anything. And it comes from it comes from social media. It comes from societal pressures of thinking that your tiny steps towards change won't amount to, to big change because I think we have this strange thought that the little, like, everyday things, like recycling, for example, won't do much. And perhaps that's the case. Perhaps the, throwing the one bottle in the bin won't do anything. But it's the mindset that does something. Because if you believe that your small efforts towards change are going to do something, then then you're going to be able to be a successful CEO of an, an environmental organization or something. Like, you'll be able to move forward. And the reason that this is needed is just because it's it's not entirely there yet.
0: Ren learned a lot of these things through the Friendly Town program when her family was hosting Jonathan. Jonathan already had been living with her family even before she was born and he stayed two weeks every summer. Having him as a part of her family and seeing him and her brother being so close opened her and her family's mind a lot. And it even did a lot to the small community she's from. So I
2: actually can't even imagine like if I didn't have that experience, um, so I'm extremely lucky that I that I do have that. But in talking with my brother, who's four years older and had more time, where he didn't really get to know people um, from outside our, our small community, he describes to me the things that that he was able to learn, which are recognizing that that people who look who don't look like you are usually very much like you and have a lot of the same interests, and I think because my brother and Jonathan were so close in age, and they were able to do things a lot together, because they were just, they were so similar, that that taught my brother a lot, and also me, because I was able to see these two children, essentially, these two children who looked very different, but who were the same, they, you know, they grew up in very different communities, but then when they came together, and when they were on their bicycles, or when they were running around, they they were just people, and that was something that was really important for me to learn, and, and for my family as well, because when I, you know, when I tell my family that I'm going to Vietnam for a semester, or I'm going to Indonesia, that is something that a lot of families in areas where I'm from would be very against and would be afraid of, because they're afraid of change, and they're afraid of what is out there, afraid of what's outside of our small community. The, the town that I'm from is, is extremely small, but there's, we've had a bunch of Fresh Air Fund host families, but we've also, I've seen a huge increase in the amount of international students that we host at my high school, so having exchange students too is something that didn't happen a lot when I was very young, and by the time I was graduating, we were were having three or four students from Europe come and study with us, and that's a huge change that um, really impacts the, you know, the student body, and I remember when I was in high school, I was able to have interactions with people from all over the world, and I think that, you know, I'm not saying that it started with my family, but I think that having that introduction might have spurred a little bit more open-mindedness and um, cultural sensitivity to having new people come in. Because there's a lot of closed-mindedness when you only have a certain group of people. So just having like small introductions to what the rest of the world is like can really open up a ton of opportunities.
0: Ren is the active for the Environmental Studies Summer Youth Institute that inspired her so much and affected a lot of her future decisions. This institute takes place at her college, and it's a two-weeks training all about environment. It's about sustainability, community development, but also about how the economy and how politics play into all this.
2: Usually 35 students from all over the world who come to our college to learn, and it's a summer program for them, so the ones that are there really are you know, passionate about making change and passionate about figuring out what they can do to be become actors in their community. So the Environmental Studies Summer Youth Institute is just one part of my year because it's only two weeks out of the summer, but it's also some of the most impactful two weeks out of my year every single year because the students are so youthful, of course, and passionate, and they really—they're there to learn as much as they can because they have worked their hardest to get there. So my first summer that I worked for the Environmental Studies program, I met with all these students, and then a few weeks later and a few months later, I'm able to see them applying to colleges, and I'm able to see them going into environmental programs and really following what they learned within those two weeks. Some of them weren't even interested in environmental studies before they came to the program, and now they're, that's what they're studying for four years, and that's what they might go into in the future. So those kinds of things where I'm able to reach out to them, and the internet has helped a lot with this, they're able to just send me what they're doing and, and updates all the time to let me know how they are. And having a, a network of these students who I'm able to, to look to when I need advice for how to work with youth and how to, how to go about these kinds of things is really important. So I've, I've been able to see individuals change throughout this time and see them apply to colleges and do those kinds of things.
0: But not surprisingly, it's not always easy to get funding for those programs. For Ren, it is not easy to accept the monetary environment and the dependency of nonprofits.
2: Unfortunately, one of the biggest challenges is money, because in order to host three thousand children at a summer camp, you need a lot of money and you need a lot of support from volunteers. And you basically, I guess I guess the key thing is money too. I I want them to get away from that, but I don't think you can, unfortunately, because since nonprofits a lot of the time are, are focused on funding and are focused on grant writing and all these different things, they, they have to do it in order to, in order to make this possible. Um, and if we want to make it free, which is what we're really, really focused on, then we need, we need funding we need support from outside organizations and outside people. And... For the environmental program, it's it's not free, so the students do pay for it. So that helps with, you know, increasing the opportunities. But we also, we have um, a cap. We don't want to make it too expensive because we also don't want to make it exclusive too much so that people can't go because of money. So I think, unfortunately, the biggest challenge is just that the capitalist economy that we live in. We can't get away from that and we do need money to do anything.
0: Change is just achievable when there are no barriers at all when everyone is able to be part of it. And access to education and opportunities for everyone is the most important thing, not only for rent, but to stop environmental degradation, we need more than this.
2: Time is really important because change takes a lot of time. And the the work that we are doing can't happen overnight and it can't happen in a year. The, The overall vision that we want to succeed in is to allow children to believe that they can do what they they can do. And to also open up opportunities to, to close this gap in poverty and to, to reduce environmental degradation and all of these like big, huge goals that we have take a lot of time. So I think that's, that's one thing we need. But the other is just, is just people to believe in what we're doing because we can't do it without people. That's, that's really what all, all of it, all of this is about people and it's about connections and their role in the environment and their role within their communities. And so we need people to, to have some sort of optimism that it's going to get better and that things can move forward um, because without that, we're not going to get anywhere. So we do, we do need time and we need some sort of, of belief that any change is possible.
0: Brent's theory of change is a very powerful one. Her vision is that every person, may it be kids or grown-ups, poor or rich, feels empowered and is able to see their opportunity to be all that they can be and truly believe that their actions can make real changes. Because big change will not come from the top. Real change only happens if all of us can participate and can use the power of community. Ren puts all her energy into building structures to give individuals, communities and society the confidence to take ownership in the change process and to reduce barriers to opportunities. Facilitating this progress to empower people to make small changes and first steps is Ren's way to contribute to a great turning. And I so agree that starting with children is the most important thing because they are the future of the Earth and they are part of what will happen in our governments. Building capacity within the next generation and creating an empowered and enlightened society is RAND's strategy to close the gap between the current reality and her vision. I hope you are as inspired as we are of RAND's motivation. Thanks a lot, RAND, for sharing your ideas and visions, and I so appreciate all your effort and passion you put into all this. As usual, you can find all links in the show notes below and on our website, flowful.org. And if you like what we do, please share this episode or share our website or just spread the word. We're also on Instagram and Twitter. Music is the beautiful soul, Andrew Healy. Thanks for listening. Be flowful.
1: Now we sit in the sand holding hands, watch the sunset over the land. And I'm glad that the bright blue water and the brown on the ground and the frown on your face is upside down. Sun and palm leaves on the coconut tree sway above our heads with the breeze through the leaves. And all of these colors bleed as one. All of these colors bleed as one.